Before we start today's episode, I just want to take a moment to recognize the monumental loss we are feeling as a group with the passing of our good friend, colleague, and fellow 80s kid, Mike. As some of you may know, Mike lost his lifelong battle with depression with an attempt to take his own life the week before Christmas, which ultimately resulted in his death on January 7th, 2021. I speak in the we, as sometimes it's easier to talk about and process a loss from suicide as a group than it does as an individual. On a personal level, I find it very difficult to even say the word suicide when speaking to others about his passing. I think because losing a friend or a family member to any disease, accident, or ailment is hard enough, but then to learn that your friend of nearly 30 years had been suffering for so long to reach such a dire and tragic end due to a disease which is easily masked by smiles and a facade of niceties. You keep telling yourself, if only I'd known or I should have known, that is the devastation of the disease. That is its modality, so to speak. We are truly going to feel Mike's absence deeply here on the show. It will never be quite the same. As a group, we had discussed the future of the show and agreed that the best way to honor Mike's memory was to keep moving forward. Please visit our Facebook or Twitter page. There you will find a link to the GoFundMe page set up in support of Mike's family. I'm still reeling from the whole thing, to be honest. Yeah. It's still just jarring. It's, um, it is, it's hard to, it, it's really hard to process and accept. And it's just like, you know, you go on as life as usual, and then they're in the back of your mind. It's like, oh, shit, you know, right, Mike is exactly. gone, you know. It just kind yeah. of, like, creeps up on you. Yeah, he'll be missed greatly. Yeah. yeah. You you kind of beat me to it there, Andrea. I was going to say, the show's not going to quite be the same without yeah. Mike and his input, you know. Absolutely. I mean, and he's been doing this with us, and, and not from the start, but I mean, the majority of the time, yeah. um, five years at least, he's been doing this of mm-hmm. the six years that we've been doing this. So yeah, it's it's gonna be, it's gonna be hard. Yeah, I've known people in the past, a couple of people who have uh, committed suicide and, uh, but I never knew them that well. You know, yeah. I, I, you know I've, I've kind of, known Mike, even though I've never actually, you know, met him face to face, but you know, I, I I feel like I've known him, you know, at at least a little bit through, through doing this and and, and really like the guy, you know? Yeah. That's what's really kind of strange. It's like, I've never met Mike face to face, but yet I've had conversations with Mike about depression and our personal lives. So it's like, I feel like I know him a lot more than I should feel like I know him. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Well, and, and that's that's the thing here with this show, I guess, in particular, um, even though you've not never met him face to face, it's like you're sharing like some intimate childhood memories and stuff like that, um, right. you know, specifically with this type of show. So, I mean, even that you, you, you tend to get to know somebody a little bit better than maybe you would have otherwise. Yeah, I think so. Makes it very yeah. unique. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to have known him for the short time I did. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you or someone you know is suffering from depression with thoughts of suicide, please get help. Contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or online at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Again, 1-800-273-8255.
855-SUICIDEPREVENTIONLIFELINE.ORG. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Feeling good, Lewis? Those 80s kids remember. Welcome to Those 80s Kids Remember. I'm Andy. I'm Brian. I'm Craig. And I'm Rusty. Thanks for joining us today. We are going to continue on with the kids' choice topic, and today's choice or today's kid is Rusty. So, Rusty, why don't you share with us what you have brought to the table? Yeah. So, I guess it was uh, this is a requested one, but this one is close to my heart is uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al. Awesome. The one, the only. <laughs> Truly. The guy has made himself quite <laughs> <Truly>. a living. <laughs> What's that? I said the guy's made himself quite a living. I, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, I know. I would have thought back in the 80s that his career would have really lasted as long as it has. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that sort of longevity for him, no. I mean, he was talented. I knew he was really good, but I wouldn't have guessed he would have had this type of longevity, no. Right. Very impressive. Yeah, it's incredible staying power to make it into the yeah, it really is. 2020. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. So I was reading last night. I was boning up on my Weird Al. And I guess he is one of three artists who have had singles on the top whatever um, spanning three decades. So it's really? him. Yeah. Him, Madonna, and Michael Jackson yeah. are the only three artists that have had top, um, I'm not sure if it's Hot 100 or top whatever. Both um, which have number. been parodied by Weird Al. <laughs> yes. <Right>. It <laughs> <laughs> makes it a little which easier. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess his um, his last album, what was it, in 2014? Is that what I was reading? Yeah, 2014, Mandatory yeah. Fun, it was called. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, stemming from the early 80s until now. Right. I mean, way back then you in know? the early 80s, I would have never guessed he'd be as relevant as he is right now in 2014. Right. I think it kind of um, surpasses the, the novelty act. Oh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> kind of label. So good mm-hmm. good on him. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so I'm curious what people's introduction to Weird Al was. Like, where did, what do you remember first hearing about him? Oh, jeez. Um, eat it. Eat it. Eat it. Because, because Beat It and Michael Jackson and Thriller was so popular at that time yeah. that the parody of it became huge, too. Yeah. I didn't even know the song beat it that well, per se. I knew about the moonwalk and Michael Jackson and all that and, and beat it. But but I knew about eat it almost just as much as beat it, you know, Yeah, which I is strange. So. Definitely. I'm going to have to show that video a lot. That was my introduction. I bought my the first record I bought in 1984, which I guess I was uh, it w- I probably would have been more like 86 when I got around to it. Mm-hmm. I was like eight years old was uh, the 45 of Eat It on one side and That Boy Could Dance was the reverse, <laughs> which was an original that's not a parody of something. So, Yeah, he did those. He did those too. Yeah, about half uh, of every album is originals or style parodies. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Are they pretty good? What are they like? What are they just about random things? Are they pop culture type stuff or 
Yeah, they tend toward pop culture. So whatever is going on, like talking about TV culture or, you know, there's one um, like Mr. Popeil is off that Eat It uh, album. It's just about Ron Popeil commercials. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fisherman. So I truly, I guess, was at the, the dawn of his career when I was introduced. Another one rides the bus. Mm-hmm. My introduction to yeah, that was his first a parody album. of the Queen Queen song. Another one bites the dust. Yeah, another one rides the bus. Uh, let's see what else was on the debut. Uh, Ricky, that's based on the song Mickey, and I love Rocky Road was also on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and My Bologna was on that, and apparently My Bologna is kind of what kind of what got his career kicked off because yeah, he had been sending, so he'd been sending tapes to Dr. Demento since he was like 16. So I think it's like 76 or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, my Bologna, he recorded and then he met, uh, they played at, I don't know, I think the college he went to. So he met the knack and uh, they had heard the song and liked it and helped him get set up with a record deal. Nice. My Bologna. You know, what would have I wonder what would have happened had that not gone on, had that not happened? What would right. Al have done? I think he would have still been in the entertainment industry in some, some respect. Well, he was actually going to school to be an architect. Yeah. If right. you can believe that or not. <laughs> so That's so random. I love it. And he actually left school to, pers- to pursue that, that career in music because, you know, hey, you know. I can make some money off of this. And I guess he wasn't that great of an architect student. So as they say, the well, rest is the history. Architecture or uh, marine biology. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, he'd probably be retired by now if you would have been sticking with the architecture. I would imagine Maybe. so, yeah. And I, I think, because I remember, and I that was my introduction to Weird Al, because I do remember hearing Dr. Demento, the radio show, um, and and that's kind of I guess maybe where I was first exposed to him, and it was just so funny because I was I was thinking about that this morning, and I'm and, and the one song that it's not a Weird Al song, but it was around the same time that that Weird Al came into at least my consciousness was the the Fishhead song. Do you guys remember yeah. that one? Oh yeah, yeah sure. Roly Poly Fishhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat 'em up, yum. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> that whole you know genre of music i guess and that's isn't that, isn't that the kid from lost in space did that, that song? did that song i have no idea i think so billy mooney yeah <laughs> i think it is i think you're right i think it is him song by barnes and barnes i ah. thought there was some emotion uh, association with billy mooney but in any case Weird. some of the stuff was kind of like it's like god i wonder why no one else is doing this stuff because no one else was really doing it I mean, not in that format, not in coming out with CDs and, and albums and stuff. And I mean, not what just wasn't being done. Yeah. Um, and I always thought that it was going to be a genre that people would attach themselves to and sort of launch a career. But they really didn't. It, it, it was always just weird out. Mm-hmm. It's always been yeah. just weird out. And I think part of that, I mean, the, the complexity of doing this, like the band that he he put together to to identically kind of replicate like in the early albums it's more every song has uh accordion in it and it's more kind of silly yeah yeah and then eventually it becomes like just 
perfect parodies of the song just with ridiculous right. lyrics yes right. yeah because on the cover of his of his first album there weird al yankovic it's it's him in, in a bedroom and he's got the accordion he's playing the accordion sitting in his bed <laughs> and, and the accordion Which remains kind of what a we theme when we think of weird al <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite things about the albums is most of the albums have uh, a medley of pop songs okay. in the middle of them. So it's, and they're done in a polka style. So it's like a polka medley of kind of a time capsule of that year, which I think wow. is like a neat, oh, like Weird Al yeah. as like a archivist <laughs> of pop music. <laughs> That's great. Interesting. Yeah. I've never bought a Weird Al album. So I'm kind of, I don't know. Um, of any of that but when i was reading um you know on him I, I was surprised that he wanted to um do like include a u2 song in with his mel melody or medleys and um he was denied <laughs> like really <laughs> really yeah, and it's like lighten the fuck up guys let the let the guy you know make you know whatever dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Prince refused to have him do it. Coolio yeah. got really mad at Amish Paradise, which is uh, which is unfortunate because that song is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really not something that somebody should be offended about. It's not him poking fun at the artist. The I artist. think it's not like I, that at all. There was part of me that always thought Coolio was just doing that for show too, probably just to right. make himself just look to... like a hard ass, <clears throat> have some cred. Yeah. But as does, far as does anybody remember, I was just gonna say, does anybody remember Al TV on MTV in the eighties? I do not. A little bit. Not specifically. Okay. I really, I really what enjoyed that. Exactly? It was just, I mean, it was basically just him VJing. So oh, it'd okay. be he'd do some absurdist comedy sketch between songs. Yeah. I think that was actually <laughs> pretty cool. And eventually, it got a lot better. He started doing the, uh, the. Good Morning Vietnam style if he would take an interview with like Ozzy Osbourne or Tom Petty and he'd replace the questions like keep uh, their answers yeah <laughs> kind of a mashup that's great mm -hmm. yeah the, like uh, you can find ones of him on YouTube where he's interviewing guys like the Paul McCartney one is hysterical yeah uh, the, where he's interviewing Paul McCartney and then he's got I've seen him uh, doing both uh, uh, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Ozzy's one of my favorites because he's just like, I'm just going to tell you to say some things. And so he'll be like, say, busy, busy, bedang. And then it's Ozzy being like, eh, busy, 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 bedang. <laughs> That's great. He's very likable, too. I mean, he's always had a wide range of audience. Um, hits pretty much every demographic really i mean i've never met anyone who just outright hated weird al yeah right i mean there might have been artists that were annoyed by weird al but as far as the public's perception of him I, he's always been loved my kids absolutely yeah. loved the video to a, a fat loved it i mean freaking loved it <laughs> like i thought it was the funniest damn thing they'd ever seen well he parodied everything in the video oh, yeah. i mean just small details yeah. about the video yeah, yeah like it's it's shot, shot for, for shot. shot. Yeah. Really, really well done shit. Incidentally, Rick Derringer produced Weird Al's first album. I thought he produced all of them, wow. actually. Oh, maybe he did. Yeah. 
And it wasn't until um, Derringer had drug issues or something that <laughs> he no longer <laughs> produced the albums or something like that. Hmm. Okay. On an extremely sad note, um, Weird Al's parents both died. Yeah. Carbon monoxide. Yeah. Just, just tragic. Carbon monoxide, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like they were just like asleep in their house or something and yes. they just mm-hmm. never woke up? Yeah. Yep. Oh, geez. Yeah. That was like maybe a decade ago, I want to say. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Really, oh, really sad. Okay. Stuff. This didn't happen when he was a kid. This happened right. somewhat recently. Okay. More recently, right. yeah. Yeah, that, that would have been devastating. But I guess from what I read, he, he was like on tour when it happened and he, he yeah. just kept going. Cause I, I saw mean, that too. It's all he I could do. I wonder what he was going to do if he was going to make an announcement that he was canceling the tour or anything like that. But, you know, he kept going and, yeah, you know, it was weird how it would. But, that that's a big, that's, that's, that's huge. Ooh, yeah, both yeah. of them at the same time. Especially to do the kind of stuff that he does, you know, you have to be light. It's funny. It's silly. It's goofy. You know, something like that would, would really, would really, I would think would really fuck you up. But, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, let me see here. What else did he have here? Ah, the second album, I guess, was released in early 84. Weird Al Yankovic in 3D because it was a, the big uh, 3D resurgence yeah. going on at the movie theaters at the time. Mm-hmm. That was the one with Eden on it. And I lost on Jeopardy. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was that great. Was great. I lost on Jeopardy, baby. Who was who was the original artist? Oh, Greg our loves Kin- in Jeopardy. Who did that? Greg Kinband. Okay. All right. Well, All right. I guess I, wish I wasn't good at it. I thought I I thought oh, I'll hear the name, then I'll feel stupid. It's like nope, I don't feel stupid. I guess nope. <laughs> nope I could have stayed here for a week. Right. It was like their their one hit wonder, which totally was uh, you know surpassed by Weird Al's um, yeah. parody of it. <laughs> slaughter somebody in a trivia game with that thing. Right. Jeez. <laughs> Greg Ginban. Of course. Which and and like in '86 on Polka Party, that's got, um, it's got a uh, parody of Ruthless People, Mick Jagger, which is a song I don't know. Um, oh yeah. It's got Who's Johnny, Elda Barge. Oh yeah. Like, so yeah, the Short Circuit song. Yeah. But occasionally these are like a little less, you know, a little more obscure than it seems like. We'll survive. <laughs> God, that Elder Barge song that's from Short Circuit. Yeah, yeah, that was the uh, that was the video. The video Barge for that song had uh, it was like three quarters of the video was like footage of Short Circuit. That was with Steve Gutenberg, right? I think so. And Ali Sheedy, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with Gutenberg and Elder Barge. <laughs> <laughs> and a robot. <laughs> Classic combo. <laughs> oh God. He said. Al sounds like a nagging parent in the first in the first verse of Eat It too. How come yeah. you're always, how come mm-hmm. you're always such a fussy young man? Don't want no Captain Crunch. Don't want no Raisin Bran. Well, <laughs> don't you know that there are kids starving in Japan? So eat it. <laughs> Just eat it. That's awesome. <clears throat> I love and I love 
the the line that I love the best in that song is when they come out of the guitar solo and he's like, "Eat it, eat it," and then he's like, "If it's getting cold, reheat it." <laughs> that's my that's my favorite line in the song right there. Well, and like you're like you're saying with the fat video, I mean the videos became like pretty closely tied. Yeah. To this, because I had the first like five Weird Al albums on tape, but then I also had a VHS tape of like the video collections. Oh, okay. Oh, that, oh, wow. yeah. That would have been the thing to have right there. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Cause the Eat It video was good too, because he had the, he had the red jacket, you know, like, like Michael. And he, he's laying in the bed with the freaking white t shirt on at the beginning, just like Michael was, you know. <laughs> well, and even Michael's version is funny. I mean, if you watch that video, it's fucking hysterical. I mean, Michael's, what, he's about to engage in a rumble. I mean, no, just, he goes there to break is, it up. Is, yeah, the whole thing is fun. Because, like, the, the choreographer... The choreographer is one of the band members, or the the gang members <clears throat> who gets tethered to the other one, and they start having that, like, that dancing knife fight. <laughs> well, West Side Story's action going yeah. on, yeah. yeah. I should have watched his videos in preparation for this. I don't know why I didn't think about that. I know it's been so long since I've seen it. Yeah, it has been a really long time. I'm fat, which is a parody, and I keep thinking a parody of bad is awesome. Definitely worth watching. Yeah, and uh, I keep cause... thinking, I, you know, it just like flashes of the like a surgeon video comes to mind mm-hmm. too, of him all up in his uh, scrubs and bloody yeah, crawling, crawling around sexually <laughs> yeah. in his scrub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> like and a I've surgeon. Seen, I was just gonna say I've seen him twice, and on the topic of the fat video live. So in ninety, I think ninety two, saw him in Peeney Park in Omaha, Nebraska. Awesome! And, uh, wow. Um, and the stage show was really impressive. Like he did, had the fat suit, which was a quick change. So like just between songs, wow. He somehow changed into the fat suit and then out for oh, the next song. Okay. Pretty Either good that vibe, or I would imagine somebody else. Absolutely great live really tight i mean it's just like yeah in the the second time i saw him was like 2012 and then that was more of a that was in a at the state theater in yes. minneapolis so it was more sit down and there was like a more of a video component he like recorded mm-hmm. a bunch of you know comedy bits so cool it's so cool you saw him live that's awesome yeah they're fun shows yeah jenny saw him live our, our co-worker of mine here uh she saw him live back in the 80s. But yeah, he like went out on stage and like and like rolled out the gurney and stuff like that for like a surgeon, you know, he did that kind of stuff. There was like props involved and everything. <laughs> well, damn. I'd never thought about, you know, actually going to see Weird Al live. <laughs> it was never I guess never a notion that I thought was God, I think that'd be extremely um, entertaining though. Possible? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a yeah, nice I never realized he toured. Well, yeah. Well, because everything he did was so well done, too. Just the yeah. production of everything that he did was so well done and so polished and yet so mm-hmm. fucking funny. Uh, Serious comedy. You had <laughs> Dare to Be Stupid was released in mid 85. That was the one with Like a Surgeon. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, he had a he had a number of originals on this one too. It looks like. 
Yeah, the Dare to be Stupid is a Devo style parody. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But it is an original song, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Got a fantastic video in the style of Devo. Let's see. It's not easy to do, by the way. It's not easy just to take an artist, parody one of their songs, actually make it funny um, all at the same time. That's not that easy to do. That's pretty hard shit to do. Yeah, and I think the, I mean, often, like, when there are imitators, it's the the title is the only yeah. joke as opposed to really you know building an entire set of lyrics that is in the same in the same like, rhythm and couplets yeah, that are right. each yeah it's like a dozen jokes per song yeah and then i mean it was actually funny material extremely funny we yeah. when, I think of, when i think of saturday night live i think of daryl hammond and the first thing i think of is okay his imitations were really good but not funny Mm-hmm. That was not the same way I was really? too. I I just never found Daryl Hammond funny at all. Yeah, he's not really. No, he's like the voices are good. Like the and the, some of the impressions are good. I just never the found any of them funny. Good, uh, you know, all of his impressions I thought were pretty good. I think he does a, an incredible Bill Clinton, which is just freaking hilarious to me. Anyway, see, I, I prefer Bill Hartman's Bill Clinton. Well, without a doubt, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's a that's a whole different goes that's a whole different thing right there. Yeah. But you know, I thought he did pretty well um with Clinton. But for Weird Al though Clinton. to do what he did and still be extremely funny and good at it, that's that's a gift. Yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. comedically brilliant shit. Oh, he had uh in eighty six he had living with a hernia too. <laughs> living in... I almost forgot like the... I almost forgot about that one. Just the titles that, alone are awesome. Where he was, was that decked, a parody of the um, uh, James Brown song? He was decked yeah. out like Living James in Brown in the video. Yeah, his hair is just like James Brown in it. <laughs> yeah, the video is yeah. great, and they do the whole cape a bit. And, I you know. feel bad <laughs> all the time. Such aggravation. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have an operation. <laughs> You guys ever want to watch a great interview? You watch James Brown being interviewed by who is it, Craig? What what network is interviewing? Oh, she was I I, she, I think she was somebody in Los Angeles, I believe, a TV station in Los Angeles where he was being interviewed after that whole that whole like sexual assault allegations. Domestic it was like domestic violence or something like That's that. Him and his wife, I think, when they were getting a divorce and yeah. And she kept asking him about him the about really hardcore shit. And he's coming back with shit like living in America and I feel good and <laughs> Papa's got a brand new back. You can tell he's loaded. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's like wearing some like yellow safety glasses during the interview <laughs> the whole time too. It's just really weird. It's funny as hell, but it's weird. It is. It's all right. it's impossible to stop watching. Ah yes. Even worse. <laughs> Even worse, nineteen eighty eight, which uh, I I I always thought the video for fat was was his best video. I thought so too. Yeah. <clears throat> Might be peak weird now. Just I yeah. mean everything from from the little things in the video that he that he parodies to the to the vocal hiccups, like the da da that thing the in the verses. Suits. It's hysterical. <laughs> Yeah, that's an awesome video. And it's done, I mean, it's it's so much like the actual bad video as far as shot by shot. Where he, yeah, like... It's, it's, it's produced so fucking well. 
like like he punches the air and it makes that whoosh song yeah. that 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 Michael Jackson's bad video makes all of a sudden he's like what the he's kind of like what the fuck and he kind of he does it again and it makes the noise again and just little touches like that and then like the the beginning they even made fun of the beginning of the video in black and white before uh before the actual song kicks in where where his buddies are trying to get him to eat all this junk food and shit. Like, what, what you man, you want a diet now, huh? <laughs> now that they teach you in that little sister school of yours. And Al's like, back off me, man, back off. <laughs> you don't know. And one dude, <laughs> one dude, one dude standing behind, behind the first guy. He's like, yo man. He's like, ding dong. He's holding the ding yeah. dong. <laughs> Ding dong, yo. Ding dong, ding dong, yo. (laughs) (laughs) You you ain't fat no more, man. Weird Al definitely had a special place in his arsenal for Michael Jackson. There's no question about that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Michael Jackson was such a a a unique performer and everything. He was so unique and and into what he was doing that it it was so ripe for parody. Yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking at his his discography here, and it's just like, damn, <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, Al's a busy guy. He's a, he's a hardworking entertainer, man. Really. Yeah. Well, and then moving into closing the '80s, you've got UHF, the movie. I never did see the movie. Oh, you've never I, seen UHF. Really? No, never did. I've seen it. I don't know that I've seen all of it, but I know I've seen it. And uh, Michael Richards is mm-hmm. actually in it. Kramer yeah. from right. Seinfeld. Stanley Spakowski, he plays in it. Yeah. I remember and, and that's the like video. Early, early Michael Richards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember the video for for UHF when it was on MTV. I don't know. Yeah, that. it had like it had the money for nothing video was tied to it pretty closely. Yeah. So Beverly, Beverly Hillbillies. Computer oh, animated, yeah. right? Strange, yeah. That's. I don't know. I. I guess I. I was never too um, uh, fascinated by the movie. I guess when I saw it. I mean, I have friends who absolutely love the movie. Yeah. And. Um, that would be me. Consider me a friend. <laughs> of course, <laughs> but other friends, I guess, as well, um, who who just love the movie and, and quote shit from it still. Um, yeah, I had a lot of friends like that too. I just never personally saw it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I guess it, I did think it was bad or anything like that and not unfunny, but I guess I've never really seen it all the way through. I don't think. And at that rate, I don't think I've seen it more than three times just by happenstance, you know? Well, it performed very poorly in the box office. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, um, I don't know. I just, I think probably at that point in his career, people weren't thinking, eh. Movie star? Movie. They weren't thinking movie star? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, maybe it makes it got... sense to make the transition at some point onto the big screen when you're famous like that, but it doesn't always Yeah. Happen. And, you know, it really all depends. I don't know who wrote it or who directed, right. and that, that has a lot to do with it, too, I guess. Oh, sure. Um, but I don't know either that or people just didn't seem like they could stomach Weird Al for the more than the three to five minutes. 
that you get yeah with a you know with one of his songs at a given time so i don't know well i think it and i was young enough when it came out it's a weird experience where some of the a lot of the movie references in it i didn't mm -hmm. know right. uh, so they come off as like brilliant absurdist comedy because i didn't know they were referencing something um, right oh there's, there's sure a, there's a point where he's eating mashed potatoes uh and is just forming them into like a devil's tower and he's like this <laughs> this is important this means something <laughs> sure. but i hadn't seen close encounters so i didn't know what that was about sure sure <laughs> have you have you got when's the last time you watched it uhf yeah uh, a couple of years ago i think really i've watched it probably i don't know maybe two dozen times i'm thinking i should probably give it another go you know i recommend I it i mean it's, effort it's a lot like it. a weird Al song where it's just it's just kind of a barrage of jokes yeah it definitely looked like it was funny for sure i mean regardless of how it did at the box office it looked like it was going to be funny off the deep end off the deep end, 1990, yeah. you've got a parody of uh, the Nirvana cover. Mm-hmm. Smells like Nirvana. Yeah. Yep. It was the big See, when he came out with that one, that really kind of surprised me that he was still going at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, he's still going for it. Yeah, he's still doing it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it was like the whole, um, that was another video he kind of did shot for shot yeah for Nirvana mm -hmm. smells yeah. like teen spirit and i guess they use some of the same actors in that video really? so, yeah oh okay yeah that's kind of cool yeah but yeah, it's like, like new decade new targets yep i mean with all this the seriousness of the the grunge era and the the, the followers of grunge music just being so like oh i know so dead serious about everything kind of it was kind of you know yeah. to him come along with this and this actually to make you know kind of be funny right it was like necessary, when he, I think. yeah and when he spit all those marbles out of his mouth i was just gonna mention that where he was he was singing and the marbles were coming out of his yeah. mouth yeah. yeah it's hard to it's hard to bargle models out with all these marbles in your mouth <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which that more than most, I mean, was kind of taking a swing, like talking about how the lyrics are unintelligible. Right. Yeah. But well, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. <laughs> you say yeah, that much. Which was, and that was interesting for me because it was the first time, you know, taking the swings at pop music. This was the first time I liked Nirvana. I liked the band also, like had the album <laughs> and the, right. the weirdo. And you're just like, like hey, wait a minute. <laughs> like, like the the entire I don't learn song. how to reconcile. Right. <laughs> so did that annoy you on any level at all? No, I don't think it did. I don't know. I was because I was such a weird Al fan first. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, like the uh the whole song smells like Nirvana is basically about how he has no idea what the hell he's even saying. <laughs> Like the the first the first words of the song. What's this song all about? Can't figure any lyrics out. How do the words to it go? I wish you'd tell me, cause I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're so loud and incoherent. Boy, the sort of bug your parents. 
which then previously in on even worse he does this song is just six words long which is the got my mind set on you parody oh i remember that (laughs) yeah 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 this song is just six words long yeah god i gotta tell you that song beat me senseless not the weird al song to george harris (laughs) oh i know just because it was so repetitive yeah all the fucking time yeah and played constantly so overplayed too and off the deep end has some, I mean, some stuff that like, so it's got Taco Grande, which is a Rico Suave <laughs> parody. <laughs> and again, with to end the, the white stuff, which is a new kids on the block. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that too. It's about Oreos. Um, <laughs> and like, oh, it's yeah. about Oreos. That's <laughs> what you just said. R-rated yep. Weird Al, yeah. Wow. But as a time capsule, like I don't think I don't think we'd remember Rico Suave that well, even though it was a big deal in the moment. Yeah. yeah Gerardo. Gerardo. Oh my god, that guy is such a douchebag. Yeah, we'll go back and watch that video. <laughs> guy is such a douche. <laughs> Who? Gerardo, the the Rico Suave guy. Oh. Is that his real name? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, he seems like he'd be a really nice guy. That's surprising. <laughs> it's just, it's just that Rico. Love it. Love it. God, I'm just, I am just the Come hottest on. motherfucker on the planet, and with, right, women just can't keep their hands off me. Watch me. Yeah. What's it? What's it called again? I want to look it up. Rico Suave. Okay. You don't know that song? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Okay. But I can't picture yeah. the guy at he's all. Got, he's got the do-rag on his head. I think he's got like a yellow do-rag on his oh, head on the video. God. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, the do-rag, yeah. the earring, one of a, one side of his hair is down out of the do-rag. Yeah. It's yeah. Just... Oh, my goodness. It's an intensely specific style in the early 90s there. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Fully deserving of the Weird Al treatment, that's for sure. Yes. Oh, completely. Oh, my God, is he ever. He's <laughs> begging for it. Right. All right, I got to stop looking at these. These are the most annoying, obnoxious pictures I've ever, ever laid my eyes on. Holy shit, I'm done. Okay, <laughs> I'm back. Step away, step away. Yeah, step away. <laughs> Also, yeah, uh, and then he, very early '90s, you got your Alapalooza. I remember. Yeah, that. I'm looking at the track listing for that. Let the Jurassic Park one, I'm not real familiar with. The Bedrock Anthem, I'm not familiar with. Uh, Achy Breaky Song, I remember. Bohemian Polka is fantastic. It's Bohemian Rhapsody in polka style. Oh wow! So. Bedrock Anthem, I guess, came from one of the, the Flintstones movie. Is that right? Or no? I might be wrong about that. I thought I maybe so. I remembered it, but I'm seeing now it's a it's um, a parody of a couple of Red Hot Chili Pepper songs, which I'm completely surprised by. Um, Under the Bridge and Give It Away. So I'm like, maybe I don't remember this song at all, because I think I would have remembered that. No, but no artist was immune. I mean, he would he would fuck with everybody, anybody and everybody, hmm. any song and every every song. He did do a style parody of Prince with the song "Traffic Jam." Right. 
She never told me she was a mime. <laughs> <laughs> no, she wouldn't, would she? I guess not. <laughs> hey, how could she? Oh, yeah, one of my favorites from him, Amish Paradise. He had that one coming out in early 96, too. On the bad hair day? Yep. Is that the... Yeah, yeah, where he's got his, his freaking hair like Coolio. Yeah, and it's just amazing because, so yeah, there's, what is the Amish, yeah, Amish Paradise. He's was Gump. There another one on there? He's Gump was on what... there. Okay. It's just amazing to see how relevant he's kept himself. Oh, extremely, yeah. Because you've got that one, and then you've got White and Nerdy. Mm -hmm. um, that song, which was great. I love that song. Like in the moment um, when all the things in the 80s were coming out, I really thought, okay, this is going to be just an 80s kind of deal. He's going to be, you know, when we think of Weird Al, we're, we're going to think of the 80s. But it's not really, that's not necessarily the truth at all. I mean, you think of the 90s, you think of the 80s, you think of the 2000s. I mean, he's he's been relevant in pretty much every decade he's been around. Yeah, this I remember this in this period when we were at Brown, this is Spy Hard was a single from the movie Spy Hard. Spy Hard. Oh, that's right. He did do the he did the theme song to that, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess I wanted to forget about that movie. <laughs> Is that a Leslie Nielsen movie? Yeah. Yes. Not okay. not a good one. Okay. That's yeah, much later. Yeah, they had they had passed their prime with those movies by that time. Although wrongfully accused is very good. Is it? Yeah, it's like Never a it, it. it's like a parody of uh, the Fugitive. Oh, right. okay, okay. Yes, very funny. Yes, the white and nerdy was on straight out of Linwood in two thousand six. But you got to wonder, even the short time since. 2006 what 14 years if if that or i guess 15 years well if that would be acceptable today for him to release shit like that right you just gotta wonder you know maybe it would be okay but maybe not what kind of shit well you know um like rap parody like straight out of compton straight out of linwood oh and and the covers of this of this album too is kind of like um, you know a parody of the covers of the actual um, albums that he's parodying. I don't know. Yeah, and it 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 does become it becomes stranger, I guess, like his later yeah. work. Just what his cultural purpose <laughs> is here eventually. Right, right. I don't think he'd get away with a lot of this shit today. But you know, he adapts, I guess. Hey, there's yeah, no, he, he's so not too. doing anything malicious. No. He's just being no. goofy. And he finds, yeah, yeah, and and he finds a goofy angle to keep himself around. I think, yeah, he gets he's sort of operates under the radar too. Like, you know, apart from us right now, few people are looking back at <laughs> his history of work. True. Right. True. Right. You know, he pops up every now and then. Because, like, um, the album that he released um, in 2011, Apocalypse, um, I never heard any of these songs. Oh. Never. Um, I guess Perform This Way is a, is a parody of um, Lady Gaga's Born This Way. Right. But I have not heard any of these. I couldn't tell you if I was listening to Lady Gaga's Born This Way, <laughs> let alone a parody of it. 
<laughs> right. Right. Care. Yeah. That's a thing too. But then I guess when he um released the next album after that, um Mandatory Fun, which was his last one in 2014, um that was the last um well, the last album, of course, as I just said, but the, the the last song I've heard from him, which I thought at that time is like, well, shit, he's still doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually he coming out of retirement and still doing it or something. He did a cool thing yeah. with this where he released, he did like an album a day for, a, or I'm sorry, a video a day for a week. Um, okay. So like kind of preloading all of that and leaning on the, leaning on the videos to, because I think like realizing that, you know, musically, like nobody buys albums at all anyway. Um, and yeah, making it more and, an internet thing. Right. And and that's something I had read about him too. Um, being part of that, um, some of the musicians who were very astute to realize that digital uh, distribution um, was the future for music. And he was one of those very few mu- musicians who, um, took to that and embraced it um, in releasing songs that way um, as opposed to other musicians who were very um, against it. Um, But I guess for for Weird Al in particular, it helped him to to be relevant to the songs he was parodying. Right. You know, rather than sure. recording a parody of a song and then have to go through the, the, the traditional process of recording, pressing, releasing, promotion and all of that. He, his his songs were, you know, he was striking while the, while the iron was hot. So, I mean, as far he was really on the, the, the cutting edge of that and really embraced his ability to be able to do that and stay relevant, I which, forgot. you know, good on him. I right. forgot to mention, too, I I. Uh, remember uh, back when the Phantom Menace came out? Remember the saga begins? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did that oh, one yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that one. The my my this here Anakin guy, he'll be Vader someday <laughs> later. Now he's just a small fry. <laughs> and this this mandatory fun. I'd recommend the the videos from these, the tacky video and the which is happy, Pharrell uh, Williams. And yes. uh, Foil, which is Royals, the Lord song. Both of those videos are okay. great and like, involve a bunch of other comedians. I think there's like, at this point, like comedians who liked him started <laughs> getting more involved in his videos. And hmm. So like yeah. Jack Black is in the, t- there's a bunch of people in the tacky video, but. I know I remember seeing the words, the word crimes video. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was great. Um, the parody of the blurred lines the rape song from alan thick or yeah, not alan thick robert alan. thick <laughs> alan, alan thick whoa yes. <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> yes the rape song it's a from little alan something thick. i call no. the, rape the rapey song. song from robin thick <laughs> <laughs> oh the blurred, the blurred lines, lines thing yes. yeah blurred yeah yeah lines. yeah so obnoxious made even better by by miley cyrus <laughs> dry humping him to it on stage too with her tongue sticking out like, yeah, that's, that's, right that's great <laughs> and this her, is boy this her, is great in her plastic flesh bikini god 
Just a train yes. wreck in a circus. <laughs> Highly inappropriate. Well, it's just like, <laughs> just like, does anybody watching this right now find this like the least bit hot? <laughs> this, is, this is just freaking weird. Yeah, it just right? came across as strange. More disturbing than anything else. I know. I know. It's just like, what? Just unsettling the, to watch. What in the hell? What's old Billy right. Ray thinking of this right now? <laughs> His daughter's lost her fucking Well, I think mind. she... <laughs> right. And I think at that time, she was just, you know, barely legal. She was right. she had just, like, you know, became, quote, unquote, a legal yeah. adult. Yeah, like not Robin too, Thicke not was, like, old enough to happened. be your dad. Maybe, what? maybe not that old, but close to it, probably. Oh yeah, definitely middle, middle-ish age, like definitely over the age of thirty. Okay, without he's a doubt, 40, he's forty-three right now. He probably thinks he looks twenty-three, but he's just one of those no. guys. And yeah. she's she's twenty-eight. Okay, she was twenty-eight, or oh, she's twenty. She's twenty-eight now. now. Okay. Okay. So I don't know how many years yeah. ago that was, but it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. been a while. Yeah, twenty thirteen. Uh, okay. That sounds about right. I'm just looking at it in slow motion right now with <laughs> her with her ass backed up against his crotch and her tongue oh, sticking out. Just... It's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> So she'd have been like 21 at this time. Right. It's just something someone should have pulled the plug on. <laughs> All right. Cut it. Stop. Right. Be done. Anyway, we're probably getting a little off topic here, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Does anybody have anything else not. about Al? I think we covered quite a bit. Yeah, we covered pretty we well his career. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really think I have anything else specifically to say. Well, have to see where the future takes him. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, he said his last album was in 2014. 2014, so he's probably about due he's for due one. due for another one, probably, then. Yeah. I think he had somewhere, or just I think he had said somewhere that he wasn't going to do traditional albums anymore. Well, uh, and, yeah. And he may not. I mean, Billy Joel stopped in 93. That's so. a long time. Yeah, it is. That's freaking wow. seven years now. Uh-huh. He has been, what was I just going to say? Um... Well, I guess the last thing that I've, I've seen from Weird Al and um, was his, he had an appearance on The Simpsons. Oh, okay. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that might have been around the same time that um, his last album was released. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see um, where he goes in the future, if, if, yeah, he, if he goes or if he hangs up his accordion for good, which I doubt. <laughs> I doubt. Yeah. I can't see that happening. Yeah. Not completely. So, Back to architecture, so, yeah, maybe. Right. Time to dream. Right. Time to continue on with that aspiration. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, we'll be anxious to see there, uh, Weird Al. If uh, if you're gonna give us some other wonderful musical nuggets of um your truth there and and we'll be waiting to to hear that. But in the meantime, there is a huge catalog. Um, of Weird Al that you can just relive it over and over again. And I'm thinking I may have to do that with some of his videos and, and definitely we'll have to make some point to go back and watch the movie UHF, which is really sad that he, he didn't continue on. Maybe, you know, 
with other movies or films, maybe he just felt that that was not his best um, medium of, of working. I, might, yeah. revisit that medium at some point too. So. Well, I hope uh, so. I mean, I hope yeah. he wasn't too discouraged by the box <laughs> office performance and that. And hopefully that's not why, but we'll see. Yeah, maybe no, maybe he'll continue on. Movies, the box office is not a really good indicator of how good something is. So yeah. Right. And that was a long yeah. time ago too. Right. Yeah, it, it went on. This changed. It went on to become a cult classic, but those mm. don't uh, those don't make money for studios. Right. True. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. But you know, with Netflix and and Prime Video and Hulu, I mean, there's so many other mediums oh, yeah. or or channels for you to put That's out. Um, sure. Yeah, that he could do a movie and it, it, you know. So yeah, I guess I'll get get off your duff. <laughs> <laughs> and make us laugh, damn it. <laughs> right? Yeah, dance monkey. I didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Just want to point that out. Uh, well, all right. Well, um, thanks for joining us on this episode of Those 80s Kids Remember as we look back and, and remember the, the life and works of the one, the only the incomparable uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Good show. Funny, funny guy. Get out there. Enjoy his works. Definitely. Um, And we'd like to thank you for joining us again. Uh, To make sure to like us on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, You can check us out on Patreon um, if you'd like to help support those 80s kids for as little as $5 a month. Or if you just want to join for like one month, you know, to shoot us $5. Hey, I'm not going to you know, be mad at you about that. But uh, also keep in mind that if you do join Patreon at $5 a month, you will have access to additional content, um, including Afterthoughts with Craig and Brian. Uh, Funny stuff on there. So yeah, check that out. Otherwise, you can be sure to catch us on all of your favorite um, uh, podcasts. um, uh, And I'm completely blanking on what it's called. You can find us on iTunes, you can find us on Google Play, um, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course at those80skids.com. So, um, so a lot of info we're reeling out there. I can see how you I, I know. It's, I don't know how I, I even, I'm sure I'm forgetting stuff too. But yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot. Be sure to share those 80s kids with all of your friends and family. And until next time, for those 80s kids, remember I am Andy. I'm Brian. I'm Craig. I'm Rusty. Those 80s kids are Andy Lane, Brian Lundberg, Craig Dillon, Mike Mickelson, and Rusty Daddy. Music by Atokada. Third-party clips used within are the sole property of their respective owners. Those 80s Kids Remember podcast is a production of those80skids.com. All rights reserved 2021.